Uh, good morning, everyone. It's nice to see everyone. Uh, so today I wanted to talk about case number 38 in the Mumun Khan, it's a collection of koans called The Gateless Gate. And case 38 is entitled, A Buffalo Passes the Window. So there are three elements to it, and I'll read them all, and then talk about them separately. Goso said, a buffalo passes by the window. It's often translated as passes through the window. His head, horns, and four legs all go past. But why can't the tail pass too? Goso said, a buffalo passes by or through the window. His head, horns, and four legs all go past, all go through. But why can't the tail go through too? And Muman's comment, if you make a complete about face, open your eye, give a turning word on this point, you will be able to repay the four kinds of love that have favored you and help the sentient beings in the three realms who follow you. If you're still unable to do this, return to this tale and reflect upon it. And then for the first time, you will realize something. And Mumon's verse says, passing by, it falls into a ditch. Coming back, all the worse, it is lost. This tiny little tail, what a strange thing it is. This is such an interesting image of this buffalo or this ox passing through a window that the entire bulk of them gets through. And the tail gets, the tail gets caught. His tail gets hung up. <clears throat> so our practice is like this. We sit and we sit and we sit. Our lives begin to transform. We begin to change. Old habit patterns die. And then, oof, in that one moment, one particular moment, we get caught again. So uh, Sakita Sensei, who translates this uh, version, Um, really talks about you know the body really being the ego, the body of this of this ox, this buffalo, really being our ego. That there's an there's element where we're moving from 
the conventional world to the ultimate, but also a window separates the inside from the outside. So we can look at it as one side, the limited view, the inside of the house being a limited view, the view of suffering, the conventional world, passing out into a vast open space, the space of transformation, transformation of, of our consciousness, body and mind. And we're always going to be passing through this window. That's the nature of being a human is that we're never completely through the window. Sometimes the base of the tail may get caught. Sometimes it may be just a few hairs at the very end of the tail. So in his comment, and he says, if you make a complete about face, open your eye and give a turning word on this point, you'll be able to repay the four kinds of love that have favored you and helped the sentient beings in the three realms who follow you. When making it, when we make it a complete about face, from the very moment that we first begin sitting, we begin the process of making this complete about face, this complete 180 turn, turning away from all the causes and conditions that create so much suffering in our life to taking the path of transformation. Just as soon as you begin to turn one degree, the transformation begins. It has begun. So what we're doing when we make that about face, we're going in the opposite direction of our delusions. We're actually, you know, renouncing them. We're giving them up. I'm going to give up my, my delusions, all the things that cause me suffering. And I'm going to um, embark upon this wondrous path of transformation. So when, when he says, you know, um, when you're making a complete open face, open your eye and give a turning word on this point. Giving a turning word basically means um, once we begin to turn away from our suffering, to relinquish our suffering and turn towards the transformation, whenever we begin to speak, we begin to speak from a place of love, from a place of delusion or suffering. Someone I knew in California who was a social worker for many, many years said that in her observation, it came down to two things, that we're either showing our love or asking for help. So 
when that first degree of turn begins, we begin showing our love. We're still asking for help, but we begin the process of showing our love. It's, it's, not, uh, it's not entirely the me show anymore. It begins to become the us, the us show. He says, you'll be able to repay the four kinds of love. And it's, it's really sweet that he translates this as love because in, in traditional Zen, it's the four benefactors. And the benefactors are, um, the four benefactors are the various ways in which we are supported. So it's your parents, your country, all beings in the world, and all teaching, all teachers' teachings, and the Sangha. So all, all beings are always showing their, their love to us and supporting us to be here, whether or not we can see it, can feel it, or even willing to acknowledge it. And this is actually a really crucial point, is that all beings everywhere are worthy of love. There's no one who's ever been born, who's ever lived, who wasn't worthy of love. Even those that have suffered the most and caused the most damage, cause them most harm. Maybe if love had come into their life at the just the right point, that might have been the turning word for them. So as Norman Fisher says, uh, there are unforgivable acts, but there uh, there are no uh, unforgivable there are unforgivable acts, but there are no unforgivable people. So he says, uh, and follows up these four benefactors with the sentient beings in the in the uh, the three realms. And it's the three realms of existence, right? So there's the, the the beings in the six realms. So it's the the hell realm, hungry ghosts, animals, fighting gods, uh, human beings, hell, hungry ghosts, animals, fighting gods, human beings. The world of form and formlessness. So uh, we have these all these beings in the three realms that are um, dependent upon us. Whether or not we can see them, whether or not we want to see them. It actually really doesn't matter because we're, we are practicing for the benefit of all beings. And we're not practicing by ourselves for the benefit of all beings. We're practicing with all beings for the benefit of all beings. So there is no helper and helped. There's no difference between the helper and the helped. 
the helper is being helped as much as he is helping. And what's really crucial about that is really recognizing when our tail is caught. And this is a, another really sweet image. I don't know how many of you, um, uh, how much you know about bovines, but they're not the most flexible creatures, right? A, uh, a cow really can't see its tail. It's, it's, um, so this is a real, this is a really nice image that um, Moman gives us because he's talking about our blind spots. The areas where maybe maybe we be become uh, maybe we behave unskillfully and aren't aware of it, or we're um, suffering in some way that we can't quite access yet, and we may not even be aware of the of the suffering. Others may be very aware of it, but that's why it's called the blind spot. We can't see it. We can't see it. We don't have the benefit uh, of those cars where you flick on the turn signal and it shows you your blind spot. We don't have that built into us. We can't say, this is my intention. I want to go this way. I want to, I want to do this for the benefit of all beings my intention to go in this direction and what do I need to be aware of as I do so we usually become aware of it after the fact so in Muman's verse he says passing by it falls into a ditch if you deviate from samadhi, you'll, you'll fall into delusive thinking. So um, as soon as we stop paying attention, delusion is right there, ready to move in and assert uh, itself. And he says, this is one of the key lines in the entire case, is he says, coming back all the worse, it is lost. So if we stop practicing, if we forget our practice, we're going we're gonna to fall right back into our habitual ways of doing things. The, um, the teacher, David Brazier, likens this to... Um, a rut in a muddy road. If you've ever driven down a muddy road and it's deeply rutted, you'll know that the, you'll you'll know that the car always wants to slip back into those ruts. It can be a real struggle to get it out of the rut, 
And then sometimes no matter what you do, it slips right back in. So this, uh, this is an encouragement for us to continue our practice endlessly so that we are aware that we have this blind spot. Not only that uh, do we have this blind spot, but we remember our intention to act free from delusion to liberate our lives, and in doing so, liberate the lives of all beings. Just constantly remembering what our intention is. That's the discipline of it. It's to be a disciple, to be a disciple to our life, to our practice, to behaving in an upright way. Remembering our intention, coming back to that intention, coming back to the Noble Eightfold Path of right speech and right livelihood, to name a few. Right thinking, especially in right action. We have this request to come back and act from a skillful place. So trying to back back through the window, just lands us right back into the land of delusion, back into the room, the confined space of delusion and suffering. This is this tiny little tail. What a strange thing it is. Why don't you catch hold of it directly? Really sweet idea, really sweet request. Become aware of the subtleties and the nuance of our suffering. Again, that this is this benefits all beings to do this. The more that we know when we're when we are aware. The more that we are aware that we're suffering, the less likely we are to act out from that place. And sometimes this turning word to speaking from love sometimes means keeping our mouth shut. It's kind of like the, the old saying that dis discretion is the better part of valor. That uh, we don't have to accept every invitation to dance. We don't have to uh, accept every invitation to do battle. No hills are worth dying on. Oh, okay. I don't think I can. I don't think I can speak from love right now. So, as the old adage goes, better to keep my mouth closed and look like an idiot than open it and remove all doubt. So yeah, okay. I'll try to. I'll try to just look like an idiot for a while. <laughs>
So the tail is always in the window. It's always caught in the window. Right? It's kind of like uh, how they talk about in physics that the impossibility of reaching the speed of light for a, for a material object, right? The amount of energy that's required to make it get to that point doesn't exist, basically. It's not something that we you can never reach. So the tail's always gonna be caught in the window. And like I said, sometimes it's the base of the tail, sometimes it might be just a few hairs, sometimes it's just the very tip of the tail. And then we do, and then we do, uh, like my Dharma grandmother used to joke about herself where she would, she would be doing service and she goes, oh, I would, I, I got that incense just right in the incenser. And she would come back to the foot of the bowing mat to bow and she would trip on something. So. Just as soon as just as soon as we're applaud ourselves, we're caught just in that moment. Just in that moment. And that's the beauty of it. Right? All of this can sound like a downer or a bummer. But the beauty of this is that we're never going to be a finished product. And that really, really is the beauty of this. Because if we're never going to be a finished product, then we can stop trying to be a finished product and live our life. And live our life, and meet our life to the, to the best extent possible. As fully as we can, as wholeheartedly as we can. When we make mistakes, we make big mistakes. Make them wholeheartedly. Not half-heartedly. A wholehearted mistake. And then we clean up the mess. So many opportunities to get caught in the window and so many opportunities for redemption. What an amazing practice. What an amazing practice. Because if we are not a finished product, then all the people that we see who are suffering and acting unskillfully and behaving badly, they're not a finished product either. And maybe that gives us a little bit of space to practice some forgiveness and some patience. While acknowledging that their actions may not be helpful or skillful or wholesome. Again, it's making the distinguish, making the distinction between actor and action. So if we're not a finished product, no one's a finished product. So we're all walking this path together, aiding each other on the path of transformation. All of us with our tails caught in the window. Goso said, a buffalo passes by the window. His head horns, and four legs all go past. Why can't the tail pass too? Passing by, it falls into a ditch. Coming back, 
all the worse. It has lost this tiny little tail. What a strange thing it is. Um, okay, so I just want to see if anyone has has any questions. <laughs>